hear that rustling. That's the trees blowing in the wind on what is, as I record this, the hottest day of the year so far in England. And I am Nick, and this is Walking Movies, a day when I don't really want to be walking to the movies, but alas, here I am. It's what you have to do, keep the people happy. Uh, and it's 30 degrees, it says. It feels very dry, very uh, very humid. We're not used to these kind of temperatures in this country. <sighs> anyway, I'm not here to talk about the weather. That's Weather After Dark coming soon to the After Dark Podcast Network. But before that, we've got walking movies. And today, on Friday, the 17th of June, 2022, I am walking to see Lightyear, the story of the real Buzz Lightyear. That's not the tagline or the subtitle. That's just, I believe, what the film is about so, uh, like with most films, I've seen a couple of trailers for it. I think that it looks pretty interesting. Um, it's uh, one of two sci-fi animated films that Disney are releasing this year. Because they've got, uh, I think it's called Strange World, coming out in November which is uh, Disney's kind of almost traditional Thanksgiving release. And that is also a sci-fi animated film. Odd. You wait all these years for a sci-fi animated film to come along and two come along at once from the same mouse. Technically the same mouse. I mean, Pixar is obviously still a uh, subsidiary, but it may as well not be in this day and age. I mean, what really, what what determines what's a Disney film and what's a Pixar film? Stylistically. Now, 1995 is the year that Toy Story came out in America. I think it was 1996 in the UK. But 1995 is when Toy Story came out. And when that film came out, there was nothing like it. It was the first fully uh, CGI animated feature film. It was a Pixar film distributed and released by Disney. But it looked like nothing else. Disney were on the the downfall of the, uh, the Disney renaissance that started with Little Mermaid and pretty much ended around about the time of The Lion King. The films after, like uh, Pocahontas and uh, Hunchback, I could could visualise it, couldn't think of the title, Uh, but Hunchback in Notre Dame, that was when things started to kind of dwindle a little bit for Disney. And, as I said, it's when Pixar started releasing 
they're animated films and it really looked like nothing else but nowadays you know really what is the difference visually between a Disney and a Pixar film there is very very little you could argue that Pixar films normally have a wackier concept to what Disney would do less traditional but even that's not given nowadays and I miss those days of when you knew what a Pixar film was and what a Disney film was but here we are it is what it is and Lightyear is going to be what it's going to be so there's been a bit of controversy this week as it comes out because um, right wing political figures um, mainly mainly political figures not just political figures but right wing America has been uh, taking cracks at Disney because they didn't not allow Tim Allen to return to voice Buzz Lightyear which isn't really the case I mean it's true they didn't but that's not because well I don't think it was because they didn't ask him it's because this is not based on the Buzz Lightyear toy that we we know from the Toy Story films this is instead based on a real fictional but real person named Buzz Lightyear so it, it couldn't have the same voice because that's not how toys work generally anyway so they've been uh, you know talking about them going woke and going broke and all that nonsense they like to do but it's not really what happened So rather than uh, Tim Allen doing the voice, we've got Chris Evans, not that Chris Evans, but that Chris Evans over there. Um, he's voicing him in his film, the real version. Uh, you've also got Taika Watiti playing one of his crew. And uh, there's also a talking cat. Um, Everyone's been hyping this cat up. They reckon it's going to be the hot toy to get this Christmas as a talking cat. Again, a toy version, not a real one. You can't buy real talking cats. That would be interesting. I might actually like them if that was the case, but that's not what I do generally. So, um, that's kind of what I know about this film, really. That it's based on the real adventures of uh, what would inspire the toy... Buzz Lightyear that we would see in four full-length Toy Story films, two 20-minute shorts, as well as a load of even smaller animated shorts they'd released throughout the years. So that's it. That's what it is. That's where we are. Um, I I'm looking forward to it. Um, I don't think it's going to be great, but I'm hoping it's, you know, decent enough. And that's where we are. That's that's all I want. So I'm about halfway there. It's really hot and I don't like to be talking and walking when it's this hot. So 
let's go and see what happens during the film and I will speak to you on the other side ciao so good news and bad news the good or the bad news is that it's gone up to 31 degrees now the good news though is that there's a really nice breeze so it's offsetting the the temperature and uh, I mean this is going to be a, a pretty niche reference I suppose but um, when I got to the cinema I was thinking I need to have I had nothing to eat and needed something to drink and I went oh look Baskin Robbins do a shake I'll have one of those well that was a big mistake because not only did it take ages to prepare because there was a problem with the blenders but she put so much milk in I didn't even think they were going to put milk in I don't I don't generally have milk uh, very often at all but uh, she put so much milk in that it was more like a milky drink with a hint of ice cream in it so that was disappointing um, but the tiramisu McFlurry that I had after leaving the cinema that was good so get yourself one of them if you can um, anyway you've not, you've not tuned in to hear what I've been eating slash drinking or even what the weather is like now I've left the cinema but you want to hear my views on, on Lightyear so I'm pleased to report that I thought Lightyear was a lot of fun um, it's um, it's the film that Andy watched as a child that made him want to get a Buzz Lightyear doll and it's a lot of fun and I wouldn't say it's more enjoyable than I was expecting because I wasn't expecting it to be bad but I, I really enjoyed it and I'm, I'm just glad that Pixar got a cinema release again because um, home, Homeward Onward that was it uh, Onward was the last film by Pixar to get a cinema release before the pandemic literally just a few short weeks before the world changed and uh, in the next two films went straight to Disney Plus not even Premier Access just for free so it was good to see a Pixar film that you had to actually pay for again at the cinema I saw it in 3D um, do you need to see it in 3D? absolutely not um, nothing wrong with the 3D the 3D was fine but fine is a good way to describe it, it there wasn't really much popping out a few bits here and there um, it, was, it was adequate um, but I, I generally find the Disney films in 3D are like that um, I, I'm talking gen Disney in a general sense so that covers all you know Marvel uh, Disney's live action stuff and their animated output as well as Pixar's is fine but I wouldn't pay extra for it I mean I don't pay extra for it that's one of the perks of 
having a card for a few years is that you uh, just realise if I turn it around, you get my voice from different parts of. Uh, wow, that's uh, that's interesting. Um, hopefully that works. If you listen to this on earphones, that will be pretty pretty cool for me when I do this and start talking all around the uh, the microphone. Um, yeah, so it's a perk that I get. They don't show many films in 3D, which is why I tend to try and watch them. So I just find, generally, with their 3D stuff, it's, it's normally not worth the uh, the upcharge. It's also showing in IMAX uh, and 4DX, 4DX 3D. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's it's good in those formats, but I can't see how it'd be much more improved. It's quite a, a standard kind of film. There was one bit about an hour in that made him jump <laughs> because of the the noise, um, but it's not by any means it's not a scary film. Um, I just thought it was a a nice story. The problem when um, Toy Story Four came out was people rightly said do we did we really need it and yeah of course we didn't need it you know it's still still enjoyable but three wrapped it up so well did we need a fourth um you know it, it, it kind of exists and it's it's good but it was unnecessary i think this was both more necessary and less necessary. Like, no one was sitting there going, well, I, I wish we we knew what the uh, the toy of Buzz Lightyear was based on. You know, in Toy Story 2, we get that, uh, you know, quite a bit of the film is talking about and showing you bits from Woody's Roundup, which was a TV show that the, the Woody puppet toy came from. Um... And so really, this is just the, the Buzz Lightyear version of, of that, but turning into a film. And, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was good. I was entertained. It's not... The, the Toy Story franchise is not any worse for it. But I don't think it makes it any better either. But I'm glad it exists. And... You're either going to see this because you love the Toy Story films and you love the character Buzz Lightyear, or you're going to be seeing this because you've got to take the kids out to do something. Ironically, I was supposed to see this film this weekend for Father's Day, and my daughter didn't want to go and see it. So, not every kid wants to go and see it. She will watch it, she'll watch it on Disney Plus, but she didn't want to see it at the cinema. So, there you go. Um, obviously, I said before, a lot of talk about Chris Evans doing the voice work of Buzz. Um, I thought he did a really good job. He doesn't sound... I don't think he sounds like Chris Evans. Um, and he also doesn't try to sound too much like uh, Tim Allen. But he does sound a bit like Tim Allen. So I think that's good because, again, it kind of plays into the two different needs for two different voices. So, yeah, I actually think he did a good uh, job there. Um, 
I noticed actually it was directed by Angus McLean who has done at least at least a few of the Toy Story shorts I don't know if he did the the kind of like half hour specials or 20 minute specials like the uh, Toy Story of Terror and Toy Story that Time Forgot or whatever it was called um, but I'm sure he did Small Fry um, and uh, Party Rex Party Soros Rex and the other one which I can't remember it was three they packaged together um, was it Hawaiian Vacation? it was it was the vacation one so yeah so I, I didn't realise he was directing it and I liked his previous Toy Story stuff so that's good um, Kiki Palmer plays Izzy I don't think I'm familiar with her but uh, just going to look at what she's been in no I've not seen her in anything um, but she did, did a good job she's kind of like the one of the psychics in the film um, Pisa Sohn who is who I think just works on the film we directed the good dinosaur oh well they can't all be winners um, <laughs> but he's done a few voice roles in Pixar films as some of the animators do so he was Emil in Ratatouille and Squishy in Monsters University one of the better characters I think and he voices Socks in this film and Socks did a, a grand job in making me care uh, and find a cat funny because I'm not generally a fan of cats don't hate them but I'm much more of a dog person but Socks is incredible um, I've seen a toy out it's a cuddly toy I don't want that I want an actual Socks so get to it get to making one of those and if we don't get an animatronic one in the parks at some point I'll be extremely extremely disappointed um Taika Waititi's good um I'm trying to think who else oh Bill Hader pops up which is uh, ironic because obviously I he's, he's only in the film for a short bit but um I was just talking recently about uh, his show Barry being something you should watch and uh, so it's funny that he pops up in, uh, in this um, I've now finished Barry by the way and it is absolutely highly recommended third season finale absolute chef's kiss um, but uh, yeah I, I liked it I really thought it was a lot of fun. Um, Michael Giacchino, Giacchino uh, does the, the score for this as he's done a few uh, Pixar films in the past. I think The Incredibles is possibly the most notable. Um, I thought the score in this was, was really strong, which is funny because I think the last one he did was The Batman, and I didn't think it was all that, but uh, I really enjoyed the music in this film. So, yeah, all, all round, um, after the disappointment of Jurassic World Dominion and uh, 
well, I could say men as well, but it wasn't, wasn't really like a summer blockbuster. But uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's definitely good. I hope it does really well for Pixar. I'm sure it will do. Um, but it deserves to. Really, really had a good time watching it, and hope you do too. Um, I've just found out as well. I will be guesting on a favourite podcast of mine, Tangent City to talk about Jurassic World Dominion so that episode will probably be out in the next week or so um, it's the guys from Diz Down Under and also um, some of the guys from Unscripted the Film Show which are both podcasts out of Australia and they've wrote me in to talk about Jurassic World Dominion probably because I didn't like it I think everyone else did um, but uh, yeah look out for that and uh, yeah, let me know what you thought of of Lightyear. Have I have I enjoyed it too much? Did I not enjoy it enough? You know, I don't know. I would give this uh, solid three and a half stars, which is what seven out of ten. Yeah, I think that's that's good. So yeah, right. That'll do for this episode. I'll speak to you soon. Until then, remember that Flynn lives.